7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Yeah, Madisha, I knew him uh, from the dusty streets of Tembisa whilst he was playing uh, at Winnie Mandela uh, grounds. Uh, he was very young, young, young. But you could see Uti, the boy, he's got so much talent. Uh, in no time, he'll, doing the, he'll be doing the grades. So, yeah, he, he was lucky enough. He was scouted uh, at that uh, early age. He went to Sundowns Football uh, Development uh, Academy. Uh, he did well. He didn't stay long uh, at the academy. He was promoted to the first team. It was no surprise to see him click the uh, first team because of the qualities that he had, the maturity that he showed at the young age. So, yeah, he, he had uh, look. He had uh, uh, good signs of, of making it at the higher higher level. Uh, and personally, look, the the boy was so humble, was so humble, respectful, and uh, look, he was even uh, taking advices from people that have been there before him. So we we really lost a a very very uh, good player, talented, humble boy. You know, uh, he, look, he was so shy around people that he, he didn't know. He wouldn't say even a word, nothing, nothing. But seeing him around people that he, he hangs around with, he was the one who will make jokes, he, being the one who's talkative and stuff. Uh, it's, a, it's a great loss because of even overseas, you could play. You could see that in no time, bang, I overseas, I overseas. So it's, it's a very, very great loss to, to South African football as a whole. Yeah, indeed. And it's not a good evening tonight. But thank you, everybody, for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me. Tabi Somosia Katlachomodiba produces the show. And Patrick Munana is in technical. It is a Black Monday following the death of Bafana Bafana defender Mucheka Madisha, who was killed in a car crash in the early hours of Sunday morning. And out of respect uh, to the football fraternity and the club and his family, I think it's only right that we dedicate the show tonight to Mucheka Madisha, who was a wonderful talent and at the age of 25 still had so much football in him. That opening clip we've just played is from his homeboy from Tembisa, Debucho Matobela, a former School of Excellence product. Also, they call him Biza Matamati, and he sent us that voice note paying tribute uh, to Mucheka Madisha. We're also going to hear on the show tonight from San, former Sundowns communications officer Tulani Tuso, who also remembers Madisha, who he worked very closely with. Former Bafana Bafana coach Six Mashaba has also agreed to speak to us, as well as a former Sundowns defender in Wayne Arense, who was a central defense partner at times uh, with Mucheka Madisha. So that's what we're going to be doing. Please feel free to send us your voice notes as we remember uh, Mucheka Madisha. You can send them to 061-4104-107. You can also call us on 011-714-2006 or SMS us to 41391. And before you do ask about the MTN8 and accuse me of being a Kaiser Chiefs fan like two callers did on the afternoon drive time show with John today, uh, congratulations to Orlando Pirates for beating Celtic 2-0 and claiming a first trophy in six years. But really, I mean, uh, 2-1 apologies and for claiming a first trophy in six years. But tonight we really just 
we can't bring ourselves to be having any celebrations on the show tonight with this dark cloud hanging over us. It just does not feel right. And honestly, we just can't do it. Hopefully, we'll be feeling better tomorrow, me and Katlejo, and we can then speak to Orlando Pirates. We'd already set them up, actually, after the final, but it all changed after the death of Madisha. And uh, Pirates did say that they will be in camp tomorrow, but they can take our calls tomorrow. So hopefully, we'll be able to speak to the champions of the MTN8 uh, tomorrow then. Uh, we just want to properly remember Mjeka Madisha tonight for the service that he gave to this country through his football talent. We've also seen a PSL statement that um, they've turned down Sundown's request to postpone tomorrow's league clash against Tex Galaxy. We've reached out to the league. We've also reached out to the club for comment just to get the PSL to explain this bizarre decision because we've seen in the past that postponements have been granted. I remember when Cecil Lolo passed away, there was a postponement granted to IX Cape Town and also with Senzo Meyiwa and even Janji at... Um, Free State Stars, uh, there was a postponement there. I'm sure I remember that. So hopefully the league can get back to us before the end of the show and just explain to us why they decided against um, granting sundowns at this postponement, especially considering the fact that they also laid to rest just last week and now they've been hit by a double blow, basically. But anyway, um, the show will go on. We're going to remember Mucheka Madisha and we're going to start by speaking to uh, the people that were first on the accident scene on Sunday morning. We're going to speak to the spokesperson for the city of of, of Ekorulene's design disaster and emergency management services, Mr. William Tladi. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. By the way, our show will end at 5 to 8 tonight because the president will address the nation. So do uh, keep it locked on SAFM. We'll take you live to that briefing. But firstly, let's speak to Mr. William Tladi, spokesperson for the city of Akurulene's disaster and emergency management services. Good evening, Mr. Tladi, and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, good evening. Thank you, sir, for having me. And I'd like to take the opportunity to greet all the listeners of SAFM. Thank you very much, Mr. Ntladi. I believe that your team was first on the scene uh, to <coughs> this accident. What time did they get the call? Thank you so much. Uh, yes, uh, a gruesome accident. Uh, we received the call uh, exactly 5 past 12, midnight, uh, Saturday, early morning, Sunday, uh, at uh, Zirfontaine Road uh, in Thorkop. Uh, in Florcopa, uh, on the road to uh, that li- the, the main road that links uh, Kempton Park and uh, Tembisa. So uh, it was given that now there's a vehicle on fire. Then we responded with a team from Comercia Fire Station, which is uh, the nearest fire station to the scene. And on arrival, we found the vehicle burning. Then we managed to establish a fire suppression. And after extinguishing that, we identified uh, a body lying outside the vehicle. Then uh, uh, following the search, then we found a charred body inside uh, the vehicle itself. That was the second one. So, and uh, following the information that we received, and even from the guys uh, on scene, the bystanders, uh, those were the Sundowns uh, uh, team team, uh, uh, players who identified the vehicle and said, now they know it it belongs to Macheha, Madisha. Then we said, okay, fine. We can't do anything unless hand everything over to the police for further investigation. But our preliminary finding on site, because it was uh, raining heavily, uh, we anticipate, we think that now the, the, the driver lost control of the vehicle and he hit uh, a stationary object, a metal pole, uh, on the side of the road and the vehicle caught a light. So there were two passengers in the vehicle and one was already chucked out by the time you got there? Two occupants. We two can occupants. say two occupants. occupants that yeah. should be a driver and a passenger, yes. 
Yes, and you've already confirmed that the weather was bad. I remember on Saturday night, the weather was really terrible. So then, how were you able to identify the body, or were you just able to identify the car at the time? Uh, at the time, we identified the car following the information that we received from the teammates uh, or from the Sundowns players who were on site. And uh, following that, uh, we basically handed over the scene to SAPS for verification and authenticity of, uh, of the case in terms of uh, the people who, who, who died on scene. Because uh, as we had paramedics on site, even the person who was outside the vehicle also sustained intense uh, uh, full thickness uh, burns upper body. So, yes, uh, basically uh, there were no movement, no life, then up until the paramedic declared uh, both of them diseased on scene. On the scene. And mm. as, the, as the Disaster and Emergency Management Services, Mr. Ntladi, what exactly is your role in situations like this? Look, uh, the main objective is, uh, as emergency services is to preserve the life and preserve uh, the property. So, and now in terms of uh, the investigation in this case like that as to what actually happened, then we do have forensics that are working with us to do, uh, uh, even the, the, the traffic officers who are doing the uh, uh, investigations onto what actually caused the accident. And you said you found the car burning then. Is it your duty to put out the fire? Definitely. We are the firefighters. Mm. So we arrived on scene to extinguish what was actually uh, burning as is our main objective to preserve the property. And we've also seen some reports that there could have been a hit and run. What have your initial investigations found? Now, from our side, we can't tell as to exactly what happened, but we can confirm there was one vehicle on scene, and uh, there was a point of impact onto, onto, onto the stationary pole. So, But uh, we left everything to the SAPS for them to investigate and come up with a verdict. Mm. And you say by the time you got there, the one body was bent beyond recognition? Uh, one body was inside uh, the vehicle, which was burning. Yes, it was burnt beyond recognition. So we couldn't even uh, by then distinguish whether it was um, uh, the, the gender of the, of the body. We couldn't even uh, distinguish that. So, but the one outside, yes, we could at least identify to say it was a male patient who was lying prone on the, on the surface next to the vehicle, suffering uh, upper body burns. So, but the one who was inside the vehicle, he was charred completely. Yeah. And you, you say it seems like the driver lost control. Did the driver hit something from what you saw? As we say that now, uh, there was a point of impact on a, a side pole. It was this uh, a, a huge uh, overhead, uh, over over the road uh, road sign, uh, the pole that is now cross, uh, uh, being constructed across the road. So that's where actually the uh, the, the impact happened. And finally, Mr. Ntladi, as a, some, as a spokesperson for the city of Kurulene Disaster and Emergency mm. Management Services, we've seen the weather's been bad. What advice do you have for motorists out there, especially in that kind of, a, of, of weather? No, definitely. Uh, I would like to say to the motorists and everybody in general is that now, once you find yourself on the road, think about your vehicle. Is it roadworthy? The tires, are they ready to take the, the slippery surfaces? And even ourselves, are we driving according to the speed limit? So when it rains, we know and we, we, anticipate, we, we expect people to drive much slower, even if the speed limit is 60. But because of the road surface is slippery, then we expect people to slow down a little bit so as now they will be able to have a re- reactionary time. 
to be able to avoid accidents. So, and even the pedestrians themselves, when you walk across the road, please make sure that now you've, you've got a, a, a bright clothes so that the motorist will be able to see that now there is a person in front and then they can avoid it. Okay, Mr. Ntladi, thank you for, for speaking to us on SAFM. Thank you for being first on the scene. I know that you were doing your job, but you have handled this with dignity from the reports that we've heard and from speaking to you tonight. And we just really appreciate the part that you've played. Thank you so much. And I would like to say to the family of those uh, who lost their lives. So we're sorry as that. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. William Ntladi, spokesperson for the city of Ekurulene's Disaster and Emergency Management Services, just uh, telling us what they found on the scene when they got there. We just wanted to get a confirmation from the people that were first um, at the scene because there have been so many reports of a hit and run and this and this. So I thought it was just important just to, to, to find, to get it from the horse's mouth. And that's all that we wanted to find out, nothing more and nothing less. Let's take a voice note before we continue our tribute to Mucheka Madish. And the listeners, my heartfelt condolences to the Madisha family, to his team Sundowns, and to all those who knew and loved him. Once again, my brother, we're losing another star from road death. This is not how it's supposed to be. It's not what we want to see from our sporting heroes, losing them in a country that cannot handle itself. We can't be doing this. Every time, every month, every now and then, we lose a hero in a road accident. Where's the Minister of Transport? He needs to be held accountable. I'm so disappointed. Thank you so much from Chapter 2. Thanks for that, Chapter 2. And I know emotions are very high, and I know that uh, we've lost a lot of football players on the road, especially in the early hours of um, of the morning. And really, it needs to be spoken about. Uh, we need to investigate maybe why this is happening. Is there a reason for this happening? But having said that, though, on a personal level, I have lost a lot of friends um, due to car accidents. And these are young, these are healthy black males, just car accident and a person is gone like that and some of them it's been sports cars uh, some of them have been passengers and i just think in in society as a general not just in football i think we do have a problem here and maybe we should try and find the stats of how many a young healthy black male are dying in the sports cars or in these car accidents on the road let alone just footballers i mean it it, it cuts across the board for me and i think it's a, it's, a, it's a conversation that needs to be to be had but i hear you, your concern about football i know mr jerome demon the referee also tweeted he gave suggestions on what could be done um just to protect footballers from this kind of incidents or this kind of accidents but i still believe it's a bigger problem within society of people dying on the roads and this carnage that we see on our on, on our roads but thanks for that uh, chapter two i can hear the concern in in, in 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 your voice and thank you for those condolences we'll continue to remember mucheka madisha after this break leading sport stories of the day on safm and as we move right along now, you can still send us your voice notes to 0614104107 if you want to remember Mucheka Madisha. And uh, let's hear now from a former communications officer at Mamelodi Sundowns, uh, Tulani Tuswa. I know that he was very popular with the fans, he was very popular with the media, and most importantly with the players. They were like brothers with the players, Tulani Tuswa, because he really gave so much of his time to the club and to the players on and off the field. And I put a call through to him earlier today. No, I was really, really shocked. Um, 
first of all, because I knew the boys very well. Uh, when I joined Memorial Day Sundowns in 2010 or 2011, the boy was in the academy. And very, very humble, respectful boy. Uh, where the, the world on his shoulder, you know, the future was always bright for that young man. Uh, he's been at the club probably the longest out of all the academy players who have uh, made the jump to the first to the senior team, and a lot of good things expected from him. You know, and it's just very, very unfortunate what happened, and it's very sad because his his mentor, who who was also his roommate, uh, passed on. Uh, just a few days back or a few weeks back. And I think out of all the players, he was the most affected, uh, you know, by the tragic passing of Ayrton And now, for this to happen in a similar fashion, he also passes, up, passes away from a car accident on a rainy day. It's Okay, not sure what, what happened there with that clip of uh, Tulani Tusa, who we caught up with earlier on. Let's just take a quick break and we'll try and go back to it. Oh, okay. I think probably our systems are frozen. Okay, let's try it again. No, I was really, really shocked. Um, first of all, because I knew the boys very well. Uh, when I joined Memorial Day Sundowns in 2010 or 2011, the boy was in the academy. And very, very humble, respectful boy. Uh, where the, the world on his shoulder, you know, the future was always bright for that young man. Uh, he's been at the club probably the longest out of all the academy players who have uh, made the jump to the first to the senior team, and a lot of good things expected from him. You know, and it's just very, very unfortunate what happened, and it's very sad because his his mentor, who who was also his roommate, uh, passed on. Uh, just a few days back or a few weeks back. And I think out of all the players, he was the most affected, uh, you know, by the tragic passing of Ayrton And now, for this to happen in a similar fashion, he also passes, up, passes away from a car accident on a rainy day. It's it's just, you know, it's I can just feel for uh, the ladies um, who clean and cook at the academy and at the at, at Sorkop because they know him like their son. He, the, this, that's the only family he grew up knowing. He knows them, and they know him as their son, you know. So it's just very sad. And also my condolences goes to his family, um, because I know he's very close to his mom. He always mentioned his mom, and I know he played for his mom. He made sure that he improved their lives. So it's just very, very sad when a young man with such talent passes on in such a tragic manner. And we, we, those of us who've seen him on the pitch, he seems to be very quiet or, or, or on the pitch, actually. How was he off the pitch? You know, what, what you saw on the pitch, the toughness and all that, is not what you saw um, off the pitch. He was, you know, soft boy, soft-spoken, um, emotional at times, but he was a sponge. He learned everything, you know, from the players when the first team. Um, he was very coachable. Um, if I mean, if I could mention that when Alia was here as well, he tried to learn as much as he can from Alia. Um, he learned a lot from Anlemon. He listened to about some He was, I mean, when he first joined the first team, he was one of the first group of boys who I would see being very, very, very close to the cheat guys above, above Mr. Fred Zungu and about Tato. You know, he would help them to to collect the balls after training, to set up. 
the balls and the beads, you know, before training. He would make sure that even at the airport when we travel, he carries the bags for Abu Abu Fred, and he would say, no, 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 you know, you guys must wait, I'll carry it for you. So he did that throughout, even when there were youngsters who came on um, and joined him, you know, from the academy, or even youngsters who were signed. He continued doing that. He just became that that boy that we're proud of in the team, and we see him as our son, even though, I mean, for some of the guys who are older than him, uh, obviously, so him as, as the young, the young type that he is, but he was just one of those boys that you can be proud of. And like you said, he seemed to be very close to his family. We've seen that interview that he did after one of the games where he spoke about his mother, but also he faced a lot of challenges, including the passing of his sister. Sure. I can say that, you know, he's one of the boys with very big shoulders, broad shoulders, you know. <clears throat> I don't want to draw comparisons, but um, I think between himself and, you know, just very weird enough, the two of them, Tatolo Morena and Mujek Amadisha, were very close to Anand. He coached them off the pitch and on the pitch. And the three, all what they share is the love they have for their family, their families. And they're very quite close as well, you know, even off the pitch. And his family meant everything to him. And you can understand, the boy left uh, left his family when he was young and joined the academy at Sundowns, you know, and played in the under-17s with that group. coached by Orlando Mukwena. And he's, I mean, he's been staying and, and living with Mamuda Sundowns for actually his entire adult life. And look, he always spoke very highly of his family. He always provided for his family. So basically, he was a breadwinner for his family. But I think one thing that other youngsters can learn from such, uh, you know, a, a young man is that, you know, when you have the beans to, to provide for your family, do so and do so with pride. But also, do not confuse you being a breadwinner uh, to being, you know, the, the adult and the uh, uh, the beast in the house and start talking any other way. No, he still respected his family. He respected the elders at Mangalore Sundowns. And um, he led by example. And there's a lot to learn from, even for other uh, older players who, when they become uh, breadwinners in their families, especially African families, and then they are now uncoachable, no one can tell them anything. He remained the same with Jekka Madisha, who we know from the academy, um, until now. And how far did you see him going in, in his career? I saw him going very far. I had a chat with Lucas um, Khadebe just the other day when uh, Leeds was promoted to, uh, to to the EPL. And I was saying to him, he should keep an eye on this one. Um, and he also likes him very, very, very much. He likes him very, very much, you know, and... We had a long chat about him, and I actually saw him being the captain of the Sundowns, the first team, and everyone else, I'm sure, saw the same thing, because I do know from uh, speaking to players inside that this time around, um, this season, he was he was considered for captaincy, but they wanted him also to grow a little bit, you know, and maybe learn a few more things, but... The world was his oyster. And I think also even journalists in South Africa spoke highly of him and other coaches. They saw him being the next leader for the national team as well. So we expected so many things from Muchaka Madisha. And, you know, it's, it's really tragic when a mother has to bury his son.
That is the former communications officer at Mamelodi Sundowns at Tulani Tuso, just helping us remember and giving us insight into the life of Mucheka Madisha. We move right along. By the way, there is a statement that has just been released by Mamelodi Sundowns. I'm going to read it for you shortly, but... Um, Let's go straight to the line. I don't like to keep this man waiting. And former Bafana Bafana coach Sheikhs Mashaba joins us now. Uh, coach, good evening and thank you very much for giving us some of your time on SAFM tonight. Hey, Tabs. <laughs> good to hear from you, coach. How are you, man? No, Ash, under the circumstances, we are trying, coach, but yeah, I have to be yeah, honest. No, it's a tough day. You. It's tough, eh? It's tough, coach. You must have been as shocked as all of us also when you had the news. Man, uh you know, it sounds like a joke when it comes through, you know. Mm. Uh, but as it sinks, you, you, you feel, no, there's something wrong happening. But unfortunately, we don't know what it, that something wrong is all about. Mm. But let's uh, start off by saying to the family, the football fraternity, friends and everyone, condolences. There's nothing much we can do, but... Uh, uh consoling word to them is, you know, there is always this time. And everybody, when this time, needs to bow down on their knees and play. Make sure that they pray hard and ask God to make them accept what has happened. For now, what we're looking for, we're looking for them to be consoled. And as we are taught console one another this is the right time to do that yes and and coach i was about to say to some of us you are not just a coach but you are a father figure those who've been able to to work closely with you also for the players out there what message do you have for them man i'd like to say to the players uh, i don't want to follow the sound that players must be taught no i am saying to them they must be self-responsible there's nobody who's going to change their attitude except them I mean, uh, they've got a, a responsibility. What worries me, if a player goes and gets hurt or the passes on at 12 midnight, between 12 and 5, because that's the time they should be resting, you know, preparing for the next training session in the morning. But at that time, uh, that means when the player comes to training after that time, he's not going to give you 100%. We ask them, we urge them, Look after yourselves. We know that you are part and parcel of fun and everything, but limit yourselves. Time will come where they have full time to do those kind of things. And coach, some of us were introduced to Madisha by you. You called him up to the junior national teams. What did you see in him at the time? Yeah, when a postman. <laughs> Is that postman Mudiba? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, that's postman. Yeah. What did you see in Mucheka Madisha, coach, that you called him up for your under-20s? You know, the first time we saw him, we, we, we look at him playing at the left back. Yes, yes, yes. And as he came down, just when he crosses the halfway line, he could deliver quality crosses just from the halfway line into the penalty area and from the goal line back into the six yards. He, he, that's what made us too. And the second thing was his composure when he's on the ball. Mm. His composure when he's in the ball and his distribution as well. It was very, very excellent. What about marking, picking up your men? You could pick up a man tight. And you know, we used to say to him, and he'll definitely do that. 
pick the man until the touchline. You'll never leave him. So that's how we saw him and made us to bring him into the team. Katlako just reminded him that you once likened him to the late, the great Sizo Mutawo. Man, uh, uh, yes, exactly. You know, you know the late Sizo Mutawo from our 18 area box to the opposition's box. He would carry the ball, playing one twos, go down the line, cross, and his recovery very excellent. You know, you know there was this thing now of late coaches saying players are wing backs. We don't have those kind of players, but during the times of the late season, we'll do that. Where man plays defense, joins the midfield, joins the strikers and finish up, you know? I mean, th- those are the likes of players like Ronaldo. If you look at Ronaldo, at times he's t- tackling people at his own 18 area. In the midfield, he's running with the ball, playing one-twos, and he's going to finish up in the, in, in the box. That's what Modiba gave us when we had him in the team. Yes, and we were having this debate about Mucheka Madisha, coach. Where do you, for you, where was his best position? Was he at fullback? Was he at central defense? Listen, listen, Mudisha, let me tell you. He, he, he was not that strong anyway in the, in the, in the, in the, in the halfback and right back. Hmm? And in the central defense as well. But mm-hmm. as time goes on, we, we pushed him up from the wing backs uh, into the central midfield, just behind the midfield, like a, a, a sweeper in the middle, you know. And he did us a very good job. And, uh, you know, this man, I'm telling you, he, uh, Sundowns have lost a player. And at the time, where he was showing that what kind of a player is he. I mean, you would see most of the time at Sundowns now, he was playing at, at, at center, central defense, you know. And uh, the way he, he used to do things, quietly, you would not see. There's a goal that he saved. A man, having beaten all the defense, it was a cross. Mm. And he came from behind. And we all think, thought he was going to call, commit a penalty. Clearly from behind, he hit the ball. And the people were crying. And the referee show them the ball and <laughs> simple as all that but i think uh, now his strong position was now a uh, central defense and you you must have been proud that he finally made the call up and he was called up to bafana bafana coach man that that that, that, that that's the rooftop of everything mm-hmm. when you have worked with a player and you see him going up to that top i'm telling you you become so excited. You say, this is what really I was looking for with this player. Eventually, he got it. I mean, what was now left for him to tell? It was to get that captain uh, belt because he was gradually getting there. It could seem that any time the coach will, go, will give him that belt. Okay. Coach Shiks Mashaba, thank you very much for speaking to us. We really appreciate it. As I said, most people, Madisha um, came to most people's attention after he was discovered by you in those under-20s. And well done. You have an eye for talent. I don't know how you do it, but you always do it, Coach Shiks Mashaba. And from one former Bafana Bafana coach to the current coach, Coach Mulefinseke, good evening. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tavisha, and good evening to your listeners, and thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. Condolences to you, to to the team. I mean, I, I can't even imagine your reaction because you've just called him up to, he was just part of your team recently in this qualifiers with Sao Tome. Yeah, I think uh, you made uh, my life very difficult uh, to speak after a legend. Uh, 
by the name of uh, Koshik Mashava. Mm. Uh, uh, fortunately, I was very fortunate to have worked with him, to have been very close to him. Even the time when uh, Madisha was uh, with the under-20s with Coach Sheikhs, uh, the head coach, and Coach Tabo, um, I had the privilege of being closer uh, to Coach Sheikhs. And I knew Madisha since then. And uh, now we are talking of uh, uh, Mochaga Madisha, who is no more. And I think uh, the whole country is in mourning because uh, if you lose a young talent like this, it is always difficult because uh, when you make the projections, he's always uh, in the starting 11. He's always uh, among the best in the country that you can think of. But the unfortunate part was to wake up uh, on Sunday morning to be told that uh, Mutega Madisha is no more. If you just joined us, we're catching up with Coach Mulef Nseke just to get his reaction following the death of Mucheka Madisha, who was called up to his last squad against Sao Tome. And there was something interesting that I saw um, in, that, in, in that squad that had gathered in Deben. I'm going to ask the coach about it after the break, but let's take this quick break. Sport on on SAFM. Coach Mulefi, I was actually watching one of the briefings when you got to Deb and I was watching it on TV and I was surprised to see Madisha on the table with you and with the captain. We don't usually see him in that position. He's always hiding behind the others. It seems like you held him in high regard, the fact that he could share a table with you and the skipper in Deben. I think firstly, Madisha is um, he's one player, uh, if you look at uh, the Asian uh, differences at Sundowns, who have done very well for the past three seasons. And I think uh, Madija has achieved so much in a very short uh, space of time, uh, winning the treble and playing uh, most number of matches for Mamluri Sundowns. And I think he deserved that respect uh, to be called up to the national team and then to be seated with uh, uh, the team captain and the coach. And uh, that was our first uh, press conference on arrival in Devon. And uh, I expected uh, Madisha, uh, like what Coach Sheikh said, uh, Madisha comes from the under-20 as the captain of the team. And uh, the way he leads by example, it shows uh, uh, he has got the leadership qualities. And Madisha is one, he was one player who had, who had more energy than any other player in the camp. Very jovial, always in good mood. And whenever you have Madisha in the camp, you'll see people happy, you'll see people laughing. But every time when, after praying, and then the work has to start, you see a different Madisha. And I think uh, that was um, the, the the respect we gave to Madisha to say, be part of us, uh, be in the in the in the first press conference on arrival in Dede. And I think he did well. He did well, and I saw he was shy, but he was able to speak and face uh, to the media, which was something that we really, and face up to the media, which was something that we'd really seen uh, with Mucheka Madisha. I think you've described exactly the kind of player he was, the kind of person. How would you like him to be remembered, Coach Mulefi? I know it's very hard to even ask that question at this time because some people uh, don't still still hasn't sunk in. Yeah, look, I think uh, some of us, Firstly, we have to comfort ourselves. We have to accept and live with it to say he's no more. Because, um, like I said, uh, when you have Madisha around, uh, you always have uh, happiness and laughter. And uh, this is what you're going to miss about uh, Madisha. Um, every time when I was talking to Slompo Kekan about Madisha, Slompo used to, to call him Stouter. And I used to say to Sompo, uh, you know, the way he's so naughty, but with so much respect. Um, you know, in our township language, we'll always say, uh, 
somebody is ustoutu, mm. but somebody has got respect. Somebody, when somebody is naughty, but he has got respect, it's a it's a soul that will be happy to have around. And that was Madisha Madisha for us. Whenever I was with uh, with Madisha and the whole team was with Madisha, will always be laughing, will always be teasing people. And um, something that was very uh, interesting about Madisha, his uh, football nickname, uh, they used to call him Ace. And I used to say to him, how can they call you Ace when you are a defender? You are actually a cow because you can't even uh, dribble and say, coach, <laughs> see me in a game when a defender is trying to put me under pressure and then you will see the ace in me and we used to laugh out of it. Yes, that's an interesting one because I see a lot of people are also caught by surprise by that uh, nickname. But thank you, Coach Malefin. Thank you for agreeing to speak to us tonight and just for sharing memories and helping us remember Mucheka Madisha. Thank you very much, my brother, and uh, our deepest condolences to the family, friends, and members of Sundowns uh, Football Club, his teammates, and the whole family, in particular his mom, because he was very close to his mom. Every time when he was in camp, we used to talk about his mom, her welfare, and how she feels uh, about him uh, doing so well. So it's a, it's a very sad loss to the family, and we are saying may his soul rest in peace. Thanks, Coach. And I know that in the interviews, he was not shy to speak about his mother, Mucheka Madisha. Let's also bring in Wayne Arens, a now former teammate of Mucheka Madisha at Sundowns. Wayne, thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Wayne. I mean, as somebody that played with Madisha and knew him well, how did you take this news? Um, obviously, it was a shock because, you know, we were so... Uh, basically recovering from Anele. So just a week later to hear about Madisha was was a shock to us all. And yeah, condolences to his to his family. Oh, and yeah, we're still dealing with it. And obviously uh, with the preparations are so forthcoming. Um, yeah, we just need to be together and be there for each other, especially the coaching staff. Um, the players and well as his family. And what would you say stood out about him, especially because he was one of the younger members in the squad? Yeah, obviously he, he had that that aggressiveness in him and that that arrogance in the way he he he, he approached it, like the way he conducted himself, and it was a good thing because it shows that the confidence he had in himself. And because I can remember when he was coming up. We were playing Champions League and he was traveling and he was willing to learn because obviously there were games where he played and then we would give him advice and he would take it and that's the kind of guy he was. And it's not surprisingly that, that he was in the Bafana setup. I mean, at the uh, age of 25, to Madisha, he still had years left ahead of him and I think he would have been one of the top defenders in South Africa and probably... I'm sure you would have gone abroad. Yes, and everybody speaks about his leadership qualities, yeah. And he were, he looked to be very shy off the pitch. How was he as a person, Wayne? Uh, he's also one of those guys that... He, he, he's a joke, but also, like, he likes teasing, and, yeah, he's that guy, man. Mm. Everybody could get along with him, and, you know, and obviously, he coming out of the academy, and... He knew everybody, and yeah, he was 
good guy. Everybody got along with him, and he was he was a character on his own. So always fiddling around, pulling this one's ear, or just you know those sorts of things. But as a youngster, you expect that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fun times, and uh, that's all we can remember. All the good times together. Yes, and what would what would you tell him about his game as an experienced member of the squad? Yeah, obviously his game was improving because you can, um, when he when he always used to play, he, he would obviously when we do our, our our video analysis, he would always like he would crit himself, mm. but you will see in the next game the, the the different player that he is. Like a prime example, we played bits in the M ten eight and. In the in the cup, the next game he bounced back strong, and it shows the character that he had, and he was just that guy. Nothing can nothing faces him. He knows he does a mistake, but the next one he 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 ups his game even by hundred percent. So yeah, that, that's the type of guy he was. He took it on the chin, but he, he knows he'll come back stronger. Yeah, Wayne, we're gonna have to leave it there. But thank you very much for taking our call tonight on SAFM and helping us remember Mucheka Madisha. No, thanks. 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 A former player at Sundowns, former teammate Wayne Arens. Remember, the president is going to speak at 8 p.m. We're going to end the show at 5 to 8 where we have to go to news. So let's take a quick break. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. And as we wrap up the show, I did say there was a statement that came through from Mamelodi Sundowns while we were on air, and they are giving the giving the reasons why they have not yet confirmed the death of Mucheka Madisha. And the statement reads. Uh, the family of Sundowns defender Muchaka Madisha met with pathologist early this morning to establish if the person who passed away in a car crash late this past Saturday night is indeed their son. The nature of the horrific car crash took place on the Zurfontein Road near Glorkop. It requires that all processes be followed by the necessary authorities with relevant expertise to confirm the identity of the driver. The Madisha family requests privacy and the relevant protocols be followed during this difficult period of, of uncertainty. Mamelodi Sundowns will communicate further details after consultation with the Madisha family once the DNA test results have been released. You might have heard in the sports bulletin this afternoon, I did say that um, the reason Sundowns have been announced it looks like they are waiting to, to uh, for a positive DNA identification. We heard from the city of Akuruleni earlier on that the body was bent beyond recognition and uh, Sundowns and the family obviously want to be 100% sure that it is uh, Muchaka Madisha and hence they have not yet confirmed um, his passing but it has been confirmed by several other people including the police on Sunday morning I had in the news here on SABC that they were already mentioning the name let's just play one or two voice notes before we go to news good evening Tavis I just want to pay my condolences to the legend that uh, left us way too soon and I'm very disturbed by his death but more so about the PSL's decision if true that they don't want to postpone tomorrow's game uh, against uh, Galaxy I will urge Galaxy and Sundowns to just go into the game if the PSL forces them to do so and just don't participate so the whole world can see who they are and FIFA can see who they are and our quiet politicians, Minister of Sport and everybody else can be able to intervene at the end to solve this PSL problem. Hey, evening member. Not a very good one though. I just want to express my deepest disgust with what the PSL is trying to do. I mean, to postpone a match so that people can mourn is the decent, humane thing to do. And the fact that they don't want to come and be accountable, it's, it's, it's very embarrassing. I'm really disappointed in the PSL. 
Okay, thanks for those. They didn't get back to us on time, the PSL, before the end of the show. But we have to go to news now. Let's find out what we can expect from the president's uh, address at 8 p.m.